Everyone wants to live a long and healthy life with a body which looks and performs how they want it to. Yet so many search for the answers by taking the advice from peers and by following the dietary and training plans of people with different goals and outcomes to which they're searching. Within the health and fitness industry, there's a significant amount of disinformation from a wide variety of self-proclaimed experts, never really tying together what you want or need to hear. There are people who are performing at their best and there are others who don't know where to begin. This podcast aims to take you through the compendium of what is diet and fitness to allow you to design your own training programs to meet your specific needs. In each episode, we're going to discuss a new topic surrounding diet, fitness and mindset, which builds on previous knowledge. This allows you to understand and appreciate the fundamentals before we delve into the more specific needs of top-level athletes. This podcast is hosted by James and Max. James is a registered dietitian and nutritionist who's worked within the NHS and private sector. He specialises in improving athletic performance, enhancing training recovery and accelerating muscle growth. And I'm Max, a strength and conditioning coach who specialises in athletic performance and personal development. I've worked with GB athletes in bobsleigh and rowing, and also alongside semi-professional and professional rugby players. Together, we hope to provide a wealth of knowledge and value to you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. This is My Athletic Compendium. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of My Athletic Compendium. Um, It's just me, myself and I today. Uh, It is Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Max and I are obviously in two different ends of the country. Um, I'm down in Somerset visiting my family and he's back up in Chester. So we've decided to do two separate videos today um, and we'll release them staggered over sort of you know, the upcoming weeks, um, but it will just be myself today. We thought we'd keep the videos going. Um, we've got a few subscribers on YouTube and we've got some some views, so we'll th- we thought we'd keep that up. Um, essentially today I'm going to talk about intra or during exercise nutrition. Um, I'm not too sure what Max is going to talk about, but I'm sure it'll be a good one, it always is. Um, so without further ado, let's crack on. So why why would we want to eat or have something during exercise? Well, again, it's going back to the, the glycogen reserves and fueling exercise. So if your exercise is, you know, carrying out for a long period of time, you are going to be burning through your fuel reserves. You're going to be burning through energy. Um, and if you don't top up your fuel reserves, a bit like driving for 24 hours you know if you weren't to fuel up during that drive you would run out you'd be fatigued your performance would reduce um and obviously we're we're athletes we always want to perform at our best we don't just want to you know crawl over the finish line we want to be sprinting over the finish line regardless of how long your exercise is taking so there's there's different ways to look at this um And it all sort of depends on how long you're exercising for. So anything less than 60 minutes. So, for example, going to the gym, maybe having a training session. um, You don't tend to need anything, uh, anything during your workout. I'd say anything less than 45 minutes, you certainly don't need anything to, to sustain you. You know, you should be able to just survive on your glycogen reserves. Um, But if you know you're going to be exercising for longer than 60 minutes then it's really useful after after about 20 minutes and for every 20 minutes to provide yourself with uh, approximately 60 grams of sugar. 
Um, now, you know, if, if, if you're training every single day and you're, you know, requiring 60 grams of sugar, so we're talking glucose here as the, as the form of sugar, that's your natural form of sugar, um, you know, sugar cane, it's what you'd find granulated uh, to put in tea, coffee, things like that. Whereas the fruit sugar, fructose, um, is obviously found in fruit juice and all your other fruits. Um, so we're talking about glucose here. You need about 60 grams if your exercise is going over 60 minutes. And again, if you were doing that every single day, then chances are your carbohydrate requirements are really quite high. So that shouldn't be an issue. Um, obviously, there is the issue of poor dentition, so poor teeth health. Um, so make sure you're brushing your teeth. If you are doing that, we don't want you losing your teeth, um, despite how good you might be performing whilst doing it. So the reason for that is, obviously, as you're burning through glycogen, we need more sugar in the blood so that your body can store the glycogen um, so that it can use it at a later date. Obviously, when you run out of, of glycogen reserve, that's when you hit the wall um, and that's when your performance really starts to fail. The next bracket to look at is if you're exercising for longer than 90 minutes. So this could be you are going on a long distance run, maybe not a marathon, you know, maybe longer than a longer than a half marathon or if you're, you know, doing a triathlon. Um, this is your endurance events going on a long, long bike ride. If that is the case and you're going and you're exercising longer than 90 minutes, you need both glucose, which is that sort of table sugar that we that we spoke about, and you need fructose, which is a fruit sugar. Um, the reason for that is you can only absorb into your blood 60 grams of glucose per hour. And that's why I'm saying every 20 minutes you should be trying to fuel up you know having having a 60 gram sugar um drink with you that you can take drinks from every 20 minutes but after 90 minutes you need both glucose and fructose that fruit sugar um, and that is because if you have glucose and fructose you can actually absorb more sugar and you can absorb 90 grams of carbohydrates per hour in total um, because your body, your body, your body has two different types of um, receptors in the gut um, and transporters. So you can transport both fructose and glucose to help get more sugar in. Um, and that's when you can take in 90 grams per hour. So a, a good suggestion for that might be getting a, you know, making your own sports drink. So like putting in lots of sugar into a, into a squash, um, whatever you want to call it, cordial, uh, filling it up with water, add some salt in it so you've got some electrolytes, and then you could also top it up with natural fruit juice, um, none of the from concentrate because they tend to use glucose, but you know, the not from concentrate drinks, and that way you're getting some fructose in there as well. Um, Obviously, if you do want to measure it specifically, so you're getting 90 grams of carbohydrates, you're getting 60 grams of, of sugar in that and, and 30 grams being fructose, then you can. 
Um, but it's good to just maybe try and go for ratios. So have two thirds being the glucose and one third being um, the fructose, so the, the fruit drink. Um, and you're taking that every 20 minutes. So, and that's right from the start. So if you know you're gonna be running for two and a half hours, you need to continually fuel yourself every 20 minutes by taking, you know, bits of this, this drink, or if you, you know, you've got fuel stations on a run, um, making sure you're taking in both long, um, slow digesting carbohydrates. So we're talking, you know, if you've got any flapjacks there, then you've got some oats, which will also have some honey in it as well. Then you're getting both forms of um, carbohydrates. You're getting the simple and you're getting the complex. So you're getting that slow release, but you're also getting that immediate release. Um, you could also be taking that drink that I've just um, described and that way you're getting both fructose and you're getting glucose and you're also eating some uh, you know slow digesting carbohydrates and that will really excel your performance that'll mean that you're going to hit the wall a lot um, <laughs> a lot later your performance is not going to dip because you're continually fueling yourself um, and also if you're training like that as well then then you know that you can run for longer without hitting fatigue. Um, so it's all that psychological edge as well. If you're training and you're used to it and you know what you're doing, then you know you can perform on the day. Um, so I wouldn't advise, you know, you do this for the first time when you're gonna do your event. Make sure you're implementing it when you're training. Um, and that way, you know it's not gonna cause you any upset, any gastrointestinal upset. So just to summarize, if you're exercising for less than 45 minutes, you probably don't need anything. You know, a glass of water to make sure you're staying hydrated or, or a jug of water um, will suffice. If you're going over 60 minutes, you probably should have some form of, um, of sugar-containing drink. That's why Isotonics, you know, Lucozade, Gatorade, there are other sports brands. Um, but that's why they do so well, because actually over 60 minutes, it is beneficial for athletic performance. You're getting electrolytes to make sure you're staying hydrated, make sure that water's coming on board, that's within the drink, but you're also getting sugar, um, which is keeping your glycogen stores topped up. So that's really important. Um, we, uh, If you're exercising over 90 minutes, again, then it's really important to get both glucose and fructose in somehow. So, you know, you can you can do that from a multitude of different ways. It doesn't just have to be a sports drink that contains um, sugar and, you know, the, the natural fruit sugar fructose. It could be you just have a Lucozade with you, which is just the glucose. And after 20 minutes, you decide to have a handful of um, naturally, you, you know, they make fruit gums using natural um, fructose, the, the fruit sugar. Or you could eat a banana, you could, you know, have any other form of fruit. That way you're getting both in. Yes, you're not um, necessarily getting 30 grams of fructose and 60 grams of glucose. But that's the optimal level. That's that's the total amount you can absorb. Um, any more than that, you, you won't tend to absorb. So that's why you, you just need to be having some fructose and glucose at the same time. Um, and that way you'll, you'll be maximising how much you can absorb, which is obviously going to maximise how much glycogen you can store, which will accelerate your performance because you won't be fatiguing as quickly. Um, 
Obviously, this episode is nice and short. Max and I aren't discussing things today, um, so we will just keep it nice and brief. I uh, hope you've got some value from this. If you have, um, share it with somebody. Obviously, knowledge is powerful when we share it with everyone. Um, share it with you, you know, your running team, your triathlon team. Um, that's why they offer you, you know, different types of food at fuel stations and different types of drinks. Um, make sure you're implementing these every 20 minutes if you are doing it. And that's right from the get-go, just to make sure that your glycogen reserves aren't dipping. We haven't spoken about, you know, any other form of macronutrient. So we haven't talked about spoken about proteins, we haven't spoken about fats or fibre, um, fruit and veg and things like that. Uh, and that's for good reason. You know, if you are performing long distance events, which is why we're talking about fueling yourself in exercise, um, you don't really tend to need any fibre. You don't need any additional proteins. We've already spoken about the, the pre-exercise nutrition, so you should be implementing that if you're going for long distance. Um, and I think less than 45 minutes, you will have already, you don't need anything additional to what you would have from the pre-exercise nutrition. Um, and I think next week, we can certainly talk about post-exercise nutrition. We can talk about post-exercise recovery. So Max and I will go into a great depth of detail in that. Um, so hopefully you'll be recovering more effectively, which will in turn improve your athletic performance. Um, so stick with us. I'm a bit bunged up today, so sorry if I sound a bit different. Um, but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the video. Please let somebody else know if you've got value from it. Uh, if you aren't already following us on YouTube and Spotify, then please do um, give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe, maybe leave a review. Um, let us know what you want to hear next. If you are getting value from this, uh, we've had a lot of messages or even, you know, people coming up to us and saying that they are getting value from it and they do enjoy it and we're helping them. Um, if that's you, let us know what you want to hear next. What is, you know, what do you really want to learn? Um, this is absolutely adaptable. Yes, we've structured certain things, so it will take you on a journey so you know what you can build on your knowledge. But at the end of the day, if there's something really burning um, for your, that you, that you want to learn, then please do get in touch and let us know. Um, we'd love to help. So thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Have a wonderful Christmas. I certainly have. Um, and now I'm recovering as well. So see you all in the new year. Take care. Bye-bye.